you can get approved for the loan instantaneously, not because of your credit score, not because of your other assets under management or your personal financial statement, but because you own Bitcoin and you own X amount of Bitcoin. And they literally are just looking at how much Bitcoin on the open ledger is assigned to you and your private key and your ownership. And that's what they're loaning against, period, end of story. And so it's all done in a decentralized manner. There's no underwriters, there's no desks, there's no cubicles, there's no bureaucratic red tape. It's just instantaneous because it's all done on the blockchain. And that's the key for everybody to understand is that this blockchain technology is what's gonna make things faster, better, and easier. This is the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast, the podcast that brings together leaders in healthcare and investment real estate to consider the possibilities in future at the intersection of practicing medicine and healthcare real estate investment returns. Welcome to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. I am your host, Trisha Talbot. As a healthcare real estate advisor to providers and investors, the best solutions occur when the two collaborate together as partners in delivering better patient care. Providers can deliver care to their patients when and where they need it, and investors realize the returns to build and manage facilities. We explore changes in medicine and wellness, the future of healthcare, and using real estate as a strategic and financial tool. Today's podcast is with Josh Rhodes of Crypto Y'all, discussing the cryptocurrency markets, an emerging financial market for investors to consider, and how it can be leveraged into commercial real estate investing. As this market continues to develop, I thought it was timely to have this interview to discuss how cryptocurrency and the established commercial real estate market can intersect, and specifically for this audience, investing specifically in healthcare properties. And after speaking to Josh, we learned you can use assets in the cryptocurrency markets with lenders in these markets that offer investment property loans. Josh, welcome to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. So I'd like to start with uh, you know your background and your company. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Josh Rhodes. Um, my brand is called Crypto Y'all. I'm from Alabama. We have a, a particular vernacular here, like much of the Southern United States. But the idea behind it is I grew up in a Southern hospitality environment and I just looked up one day and I was like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, a real estate investor. I really love crypto. I'm like geek squad crypto. And, but there's a lot of scammy stuff out there, just like there is in any business sector. And I thought, man, what would it be like to have this warm, hospitable, trustworthy brand in the crypto space, this great, the greatest financial technology in history, man, I want to merge those two things. And so that's where crypto y'all came from. And I'm having a good time helping a handful of investors every month walk through their cryptocurrency wealth building journey. Well, I was interested how you came up with that name because typically I would have thought that you were super young and then, you know, you are in, I would say a mid-careerist. And so I was like, I've got to find out why he chose this name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, as I mentioned, you know, before we started, I'm really curious, you know, for you to share with me in the audience and how you use the crypto markets in commercial real estate, specifically where my audience focuses on in healthcare real estate. So uh, why don't we start with the basics? Because I'm sure, I mean, everyone's heard Bitcoin and, you know, and all of this stuff, but why don't you start from the beginning and tell us what exactly this market is and what's involved? You're referring just to cryptocurrency as a market. 
Correct. Correct. Yeah. Start with the market, describing the market of cryptocurrency. Yeah, I think it's important for everyone, if you're starting kind of at ground zero of understanding here, is that we're we're moving into a I guess a place in our in our culture and our time and our society where money and the technology of money, money is basically a technology, no matter how primitive the 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 way it manifests itself. And so whether you think about money in terms of US dollars, Canadian dollars, government fiat, gold, precious metals, however you view it. Um, cryptocurrency with the technology of cryptography and with obviously the advent of the internet, et cetera, um, is challenging the status quo on how we not only exchange value between peers, but also store value. And so that's where you get a lot of the talk tracks and the narratives around Bitcoin, for example, being kind of the, it's the largest market cap. It's kind of the granddaddy of them all. Um, but the, the thing that I would say that your listeners need to understand the most um, as physicians and, and medical practice owners and commercial real estate investors is that the market of cryptocurrency um, as a whole is basically the, it's the sixth emerging asset class. You know, traditionally we have real estate, government bonds, equities, businesses, and insurance, right. As our, as our asset classes. And so now we've got this emerging asset class that has a $3 trillion market cap, depending on when you look at the charts, gold has a $10 trillion market cap. So by 2030, we think Bitcoin by itself will have a $10 trillion market cap just because of Metcalf's law of adoption, kind of the rate we're on right now, it's being adopted at a faster rate than mobile phone technologies and the internet. So it's something you can't ignore. Um, and it's happening. It's happening under our feet. And if you're an opportunist, you're going to make the most of it. Interesting. And so how does cryptocurrency fit in an investment portfolio in general and then in property investment portfolio specifically? Well, you know, an investment portfolio is subjective to the outcome that the investor wants to have. So I would, I would, I would hesitate to say that uh, every single investment portfolio on the planet needs, uh, you know, a vast exposure to crypto. However, um, as we are, you know, talking now, crypto is, uh, probably if you were a professional trader, you would view it as a speculative asset, um, or a speculative, um, investment and that market as market cap increases, the less speculative it will become. And the more public adoption that happens, I think 16, to 20% of Americans own a cryptocurrency currently. So it's actually like, even though every, every other Super Bowl commercial this year was a <laughs> crypto commercial, there's a lot of people yet to adopt it in the United States, at least, um, let, let alone the rest of the world. So, you know, depending on how, what your outcomes are and your desired outcomes in your, you know, your time horizons, I would increase your exposure to uh, at minimum Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, if you're looking for something that will give you a store of value and help you help your cash, especially if you're one of those people that just keeps a ton of cash sitting in a bank account. I mean, it's it's rotting in the closet with the moths of inflation and it's getting holes eaten in it. It's losing 15 to 20 percent of its buying power. So. Bitcoin, 148% on average, I think, since the advent of Bitcoin, since it was launched 13 years ago. It's a better year-over-year -year store of value than just cash sitting in your bank account. Um, 
and I do that for my business too, uh, or businesses, not just a personal investment portfolio. So that's kind of a roundabout answer, I think, to your question. I want to start down the path of how we use it as property in, in a profit property investment portfolio. Oh, yeah. So, you know, let's say a young physician is saving and investing. So time horizon's pretty high. And in his investment portfolio, he has some investments in Bitcoin. But then this physician, you know, starts to get a little more seasoned in his or her career and they want to purchase a property and open a private yeah. practice. So how would he use yeah. cryptocurrency to do this? So it's pretty simple, honestly. I would love to say that it's this complex, you know, enigma rubric that you need to pay me to hear about, but this is really pretty simple. It Because it's an emerging asset class and because the characteristics of it is that of a property, um, it has value in, uh, in the way uh, a piece of real estate has value or a whole life insurance or a universal whole life insurance policy might have value. You can use it as collateral, the cash value of the property or of the Bitcoin, for example. You can use it as collateral uh, to take a loan to buy more cash flowing assets, you know, like obviously you can be very unwise with that and buy a new car and whatever, something depreciative. But in this case, in your scenario that you're talking about, um, there are plenty of lenders, typically in the form of a centralized exchange online where, yeah, you can buy Bitcoin, you can buy Ethereum, you can sell, you know, various altcoins and hold your, your, your stuff there, uh, your crypto there. But they'll also give you the the opportunity to borrow against it, and um, I have I've had that experience. The beautiful part about it is, and this is this is a great example of how times times are a changing, because you know I, I don't know all the ins and the outs on how you teach financing for for commercial real estate, but you know typically you're talking about a multi week underwriting process. You're talking about sourcing deals and you know, real estate's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love real estate. I'm in real estate, but it's accessibility, like just, just getting into a deal or getting a deal done. It's not, it's not fast, you know? And I think as we, as we get older and as time and, and technology innovates, time becomes faster. Our pace of life is faster and faster and faster. And so now even the lending industry, especially being underwritten and, and collateralized by cryptos, primarily the blue chips like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and stable coins. Stable coins simply have, are, they're pegged to the US dollar. So it's like a digital dollar. Um, you can get approved for a, a loan against, you know, 35%, 50%, 75% loan to value, get liquidity, not lose your asset called Bitcoin and go buy another asset. And, obviously be a good manager, pay off the loan. Now you own two assets because the wealthy never sell their assets, right? They borrow against them. And so a lot of the people listening who use whole life insurance that way, or use other, you know, maybe you do a cash out refi on a commercial property, or you take out a line of credit on your personal uh, residence, whatever, same stuff, same, same mechanics, maybe a slightly higher interest rate here and there, but it's getting competitive. In the next three years, I see uh, interest rates um, on on these loans that I'm talking about against crypto being right in par with where we are with 30 year fixed mortgages. So it's it's a pretty awesome utility. Uh, I use it right now as we speak. Interesting.
And then you had mentioned that you can stake crypto now and become your own lender. Is that sort of what you're also talking about is you, you have this asset that you can take to lenders and borrow against, or is it something else? Yeah, I mean, ultimately it's the idea of leverage, right? And so if you own an asset, you can leverage that asset. And in the case of crypto, the reason I think the, the, uh, the one thing I, I skimmed over, I think is you can get approved for the loan instantaneously, not because of your credit score, not because of your other assets under management or your personal financial statement, but because you own Bitcoin and you own X amount of Bitcoin and they literally are just looking at how much Bitcoin on the open ledger is assigned to you and your private key and your ownership. And that's what they're loaning against, period, end of story. And so it's all done in a decentralized manner. There's no underwriters, there's no desks, there's no cubicles, there's no bureaucratic red tape. It's just instantaneous because it's all done on the blockchain. And that's the key for everybody to understand is that this blockchain technology is what's going to make things faster, better, and easier. And so in that case, or, or in that example, to your staking question, yeah, like the idea around decentralized finance, which is a, a genre of cryptocurrency, is to become bankless. You know, some 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 of the folks listening to this might remember when you could get three percent, maybe five percent in your checking account on your deposits a <laughs> hundred years ago. <laughs> but um, and that was an APY. And I remember um, I think I, I think I had at best a three point three percent interest rate on a checking account one time. And I just thought I was the smartest investor on the planet, letting my cash sit there. But now because of algorithms being better, smarter, faster, um, I can make a thousand dollar deposit and be earning 1% a day on my capital. Um, and that compounding, and you know, Einstein said it best, the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. And so these, these blockchain currencies now are able to be more efficient investors than we can algorithmically speaking, and they can just make better use of your dollar than sitting in a bank account. And so if someone wants to get started in Bitcoin and they have never done it before, do they go through somebody like you? No, I, I think if it depends on how aggressive or or how, uh, you know, how, how deep into the water you want to get. You know, if you want to create passive income, uh, if you want to if you want to learn the ropes um, and get deeper into it and, and make it a substantial part of your life. Um, yeah. Yeah, engage with crypto, y'all. I would love to have you. But um, if you've never invested in crypto before, my biggest encouragement would to be would be to just get some exposure to uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and and let uh, just make it make an investment. You know, open a central exchange account like Coinbase, Gemini, Binance. Um, the list goes on. There's plenty of trustworthy central exchanges, and just get some exposure and um watch the assets go up and down you'll note that the the market's very volatile because of the market caps not being um as big as you know traditional equity markets but once you get those training wheels off once you see how valuable ethereum bitcoin and all of their cousins in the crypto space are especially from a utility standpoint the more you watch governments print money uh, the more you see centralized banks uh, take advantage of us, 
in the on Main Street, the more you're going to appreciate what your investment in that in little exposure to Bitcoin and Ethereum is. And you're going to want to you're want to you're going to want to get get into it more, not from a gambling standpoint. I don't teach crypto slot machine stuff. I, I teach sophisticated investing and we're on you're early still like you're just early. It's it's so early. Some people think, man, I missed out on Bitcoin, but you haven't. You, you have not missed out. You know, um, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, Bitcoin was worth two dollars and 70 cents. You know, you could have bought plenty then um, on, I think it was October of 2011. It was worth $2.70. Now we're, you know, above $40,000 of Bitcoin. And as Bitcoin goes, so goes the rest of the market. It kind of acts like the canary in the coal mine for the rest of the market. So when it goes up or when it goes down, it's actually really easy to be a crypto investor right now because you only have to watch one asset and that's Bitcoin and you can sell high and buy low. So I have not started on the venture of uh, cryptocurrency, but do you go into, so there's cryptocurrency exchanges, just like, you know, Fidelity and E-Trade for the yeah. traditional stock market. You go in there, you open an account and you deposit whatever you want. And then it exchange into, and then does it have various cryptocurrencies you can choose from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Depending on the, depending on the exchange, you know, they get to list whatever they want to list in terms of what they're willing to, uh, put in front of their clients, but yeah, it's it's literally like opening a, a an equity trading account, like you like you said, and it's that simple. And it, the central exchanges are they they get paid their fees for allowing us common folk to trade our degrading fiat currencies for accretive cryptocurrencies. That's that's the name of the game. So. What do these cryptocurrencies invest in to increase their value? You know, there's there's now indexed uh, hundreds of thousands of cryptocurrencies potentially. You know, there there's there's a pantheon of them that, and they all have various purposes and existences, just like any other business sector or industries have various verticals and niches in them. Um, what you're looking for. And one thing I would definitely make sure everyone listening knows is that you've got Bitcoin and everything else. <laughs> so Bitcoin is a is a zoo animal species of its own. It's the largest computer network on the planet. It's a peer to peer network. And that's where people get confused at first because they think of it. They try to think of it as a currency, which is fine because that's kind of what culture is wanting you to do. But um, it's really a, a network. And so it has a currency that manifests or acts as the token of value or merit based on your activity on the on the on the network but it's different and then you've got ethereum and all of its step brothers and sisters in the crypt altcoin galaxy and they are doing all kinds of things like ethereum's famous for, for being programmable money whereas bitcoin's really more like the digital gold or the store of value ethereum acts like the the platform that everyone else builds their cryptos on top of. And then you have other competitors against Ethereum that are called layer ones like Avalanche or Solana or Phantom and all these different networks. And it's literally like in my head, and this may be oversimplistic and any of the crypto geeks listening to this will throw rocks at me. But I think about like um, the railroad system, 
or the cell phone towers that we use. You know, like if you've got an AT&T iPhone, it won't work on the Verizon network, you know? So there's these different networks like Avalanche and Ethereum and Solana and Binance Smart Chain and all those, all those networks provide the platform or the railroad system that every all the other crypto trains are running on it's kind of like ruby on rails type language when you're talking about building software and and websites and stuff like that or like think amazon web services like we all host our our websites through aws and it's like oh well ethereum is like the aws of crypto and so there's this utility that they're bringing that has value and the adoption is what's bringing value to most of them, not their exposure or investment portfolio exposure to other parts of the world. Does that make sense? It does. Um, and how'd you get into cryptocurrency? I mean, you're obviously pa passionate about it. So did you just, yeah. were you like, what is this and start educating yourself? Just like everybody else. I saw a FOMO headline five years ago that said that I, I felt like I was missing out and I just bought some Bitcoin and Ethereum. I, I wish I had a I wish I had a more fairy tale um, story, but uh, I grew up playing video games. I came from the, the 80s where Legend of Zelda and Mario Brothers was born. And um, once I started realizing that they're I, I bought Bitcoin and Ethereum just to get in the game. And then a few years later, they start developing cryptocurrency games where you can play to earn cryptocurrency. And I thought, oh, wait, hang on a second. And that really hooked me just from an interest level. And then I started going, oh, wait, hang on a second. It's not just video games. It's literally everything else. Like there's there's entire networks of crypto that are happening right now. I'll give you a great example. There's one called Helium. A lot of your listeners probably heard of it. HNT is the ticker symbol. They, you literally can buy these Helium miners. They're like little Wi-Fi routers that you can put in your windowsill. And it's this massive network. They're like $500 a piece. And if you have one, they'll mine Helium coin and reward you for literally just using your power. It costs like a quarter, 25 cents of your energy a month to have it plugged into the wall, stick in and have exposure through the window or on your roof or something. And you, it's, it's literally, you've heard of Bitcoin mining. Well, there's a lot of mining happening, but this particular network is creating this decentralized network of retail consumer um, waypoints where it's for the internet of things so like trackers like on your dog collar you don't want to lose your dog so or you got the little tile for your wallet or your keys so like think about the network of things or the internet of things all these networks are being built like helium where we can all track stuff or like think about amazon packages in the warehouse and how they know where everything is mm -hmm. that's coming to the world and as a helium miner you get reward in helium and helium right now is worth $15 a coin. So, you know, you can do the math. If you earn 300 helium a quarter, you, you, you're getting paid just for letting, you know, a little Wi-Fi device sit in your window. My point of saying that is the next thing they're going to do with that particular network is rent to Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile and Sprint bandwidth on their Wi-Fi on, on their 5G network with all these miners and all these miners are going to get paid by AT&T and T-Mobile percentages. And it's going to be crazy. So like all that utility that's coming down the pike is what people need to be ready for and be willing to participate in because that's the future. Interesting. So you have to, so you're, when you purchase this cryptocurrency, then you go and invest in certain things that they list. Yeah. So 
let's say you, a lot of times, especially in the decentralized finance world, you know, you could buy some Bitcoin on your Coinbase account and just ride the price action. You know, you might buy it at 40,000 and it goes to 80,000. Great. You've doubled your money. Okay. Or you can buy it and take it to uh, a decentralized exchange of some sort or a decentralized application or, or protocol and you can stake it. You can put your, your crypto money, whether it be Bitcoin or stablecoin or another native token of a particular crypto project. And that's where you start earning the additional APR or the APY on top of the price action. So you've got negative and positive price action, but you also might earn 102,000% a year APY on top of that in the native token of you know, the project that you're, you're staked in. So the, it's so dynamic now. The, the theater of options is through the roof. I mean, you can literally earn a full-time income just by, uh, I'll give you a great example. Put it, I, I put an, in January 2nd, I made an investment of like $2,000 on a speculative new project that I was interested in. I did all my research. I did my study. I did my checklist, all the stuff that I teach my, my cohort students. I got in that $2,000 now, four months later is worth $18,000. Okay. That's nice. That's cool. Nine X so far, but the real fun part is that it's paying me $347 a day in income. That's as much that's well, that's way more than any of my rental properties are paying. And so you can kind of see like the, if the future moves this way, like if, I don't know if you've ever read the book or seen the movie ready player one, like you can kind of see like in a, in a, almost like in an eerie way, we've got this algorithmic money thing happening, you know, in we're leaving the industrial age and <laughs> the ability to create income passively is becoming easier and easier. And, um, and, and, and the, the ability to use collateral is, has never been easier. And so just wrapping up this part of the interview and then we'll go into Q&A. So my listeners, they could start investing in this as, a, as an investment, accumulate some wealth. And then if they wanted to, they could, you could always get out of it and use some cash or go to lenders that specifically would lend against cryptocurrency mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, 100%. Interesting. And uh, the taxation, same as anything else for long-term and yeah. short-term capital yeah. gains? Short-term, well, in the U.S., it's short-term and long-term capital gains exposure is what it is. Right. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to the Q&A section. So um, what was your first job? First job, uh, uh, I grew up in Northwest Alabama. My dad was a, a lumber salesman, and he started a furniture shop, and I ran the drill press uh, for eight hours a day, drilling holes into the bows or the backs of chairs so that you can put the little, you know, dowel rods in the back so you can actually lean up against the chair. <laughs> Do you it miss it? <laughs> it was special. I almost cut my finger off one day, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Uh, so what do you think, what else would you be doing for a living other than doing this cryptocurrency stuff? Well, I own a real estate marketing agency uh, for residential real estate agents. Um, I have a, a, a real estate portfolio and I'm an investor in uh, um, an e-commerce fund and also in a, um, a tech-enabled service that recovers payments for subscription-based revenue businesses. So 
I've got some irons in the fire, but man, I really like if I'm if I just am really transparent, the reason why I started crypto y'all as a brand and I started doing my cohorts, I do like like 15 people a month. I'll walk tightly through a four week session with them, showing them the ropes on passive income with crypto and everything else, leverage, yada, yada. But the, the thing that happened was I just. I, everybody kept asking me, Hey, how do I get into crypto? How do I get into crypto? And I, I'm, I love LinkedIn. I have a, I have a, a great LinkedIn family. And, and if you ever want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn, but um, people are just like, dude, how do I do this? And I thought, man, I'm doing this all day long, every day. I've got a research assistant. I've got people that are like, I'm, I run my own fund. Like this is, I geek out on this stuff. Like I'm trading purple unicorn NFTs. Like I'm trading cryptocurrencies. And I thought, oh, I'll just make a brand. I'm an entrepreneur. I might as well. Let's just make a brand. And so crypto y'all came to be, and that's where we are now. Well, it sounds like you're having a ton of fun with it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what or who are you listening to right now for news, information, or inspiration? News, information, and inspiration. I love, well, on, in terms of mediums, I, I, ironically, um, uh, I love the Joe Rogan show from a podcast standpoint. And then uh, I'm, I'm a huge YouTube guy. So uh, I've got a YouTube channel. I'm almost uh, egotistical about the way I've organized my YouTube subscriptions uh, and I'm very protective of it. Uh, but I, I go through uh, probably 30 to 50 different subscriptions on a rotation on my YouTube channel. Anytime I'm walking, anytime I'm driving, any downtime, I'm listening to folks, uh, uh, especially in the crypto world, like Michael Saylor, he's a Bitcoin maximalist. He owns like 125,000 Bitcoin. Um, uh, Raul Paul uh, is an ex-hedge fund Goldman Sachs guy turned Ethereum maximalist and Bitcoin guy. Um, and the list goes on, but I'm kind of always, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to burn myself out in the crypto world, but I haven't <laughs> yet. So I go deep and uh, fast into the, those subscriptions. It sounds like you could find something interesting to invest in, no matter what your interest is or to keep it's you, true. Yeah. To keep you uh, entertained. Absolutely. What is one thing you do every day for healthy self-care? Uh, I, I love going for walks. I think that's an under underrated form of exercise and mental clarity, 100%. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, are leaders born or trained? I think everyone can lead. Um, I think the form or the format in which they lead uh, is behavioral and can be and can be learned. But you can lead from the middle of the pack as, as effectively as you can from the front. So yeah, I think they're born. I like that. I like that. Well, thank you, Josh. This has been a, a great interview. I'm grateful for you tuning in to the Providers, Properties, and Performance podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. As a disclaimer, this podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only and not intended for specific real estate investment advice.